Hi there folks, my name is Novoing24 and welcome to another episode of the Three Grumpy Simmers. I am joined once again in our aura of grumpiness by my two grumpy colleagues. I am joined by Sergio from Helisimmer.com. Hello guys. And I am joined by the purple hat wearing Tomcat aficionado, waiting eagerly and apparently being death said by his cat, Drew Belgiode. <laughs> Yes, you have no idea the death stare that I'm getting from off in that direction as that cat is sitting on the dining table, probably waiting for me to fall asleep, take a nap. <laughs> yes, very little bit. Anyway, right. So we are here. Um, it's it's a it's a it's an episode that we've we've been wanting to cover for a while, and actually has sort of held a. Uh, uh, and actually sort of come up with a bit more significance following our last uh, episode of Grumpiness, um, <laughs> where, we, we, where we discussed the, the spectre of, you know, um, of, of value for money, as it were, in some of the payware add-ons that, that we're seeing for all of our simulators coming out these days. And, um, and there, there was a, the comment made during, during that episode by uh, Sergio, I'm pretty sure it was yourself, that, um, that we've all been simming long enough um, to remember when, you know, payware wasn't even a thing. Um, the idea mm -hmm. of people charging for add-ons was, um, was, was anathema. It wasn't, even a, it wasn't even a concept. It was all about, it was driven by the community. It was driven by people who are passionate and, and not saying that there aren't still people who are passionate and, and you know, developers that are passionate out there. I know um, many of the developers personally and Sergio, I know from your, um, uh, your, your, your professional nagging um, that you've uh, developed, uh, you've uh, worked with a lot of very passionate professionals out there. But at the end of the day, our community is fundamentally founded on people's generosity and people willing to, to actually provide um, outstanding, amazing content um, for free um, as a gift to the community. So we really wanted to spend this episode actually discussing and highlighting some of, just a small fraction of some of those um, freeware developers that are out there and some of the ones that, that we, in our various different areas of expertise and areas of, well, expertise is probably a bad word. I'm probably going to get a lot of, a lot of hate comments for that. But it varies a little of where we are passionate about um, in our areas. Yeah. So, and, and we're hire some, some of the developers that, that we feel are, are, are give far more um, than they ask for in return. And, and also want to highlight to, to people um, uh, because I, I know Drew and Sergio, you've, you've both mentioned this, and this is very much a, a hobby horse, of, a, a bit of a hobby slash high horse of mine, is that at the end of the day, you don't need to pay an astronomically large amount of money to be able to enjoy your sim. Um, and whether that be just enjoying the content that comes with your sim, sim because there is amazing high quality content that comes with it, but also some of this freeware content. So, um, so yes, it's uh, it's a thing. So I just wanted to sort of uh, we'll do that preface that introduction. Uh, any other words words of introduction from the, my two fellow grumpies uh, before we get started into some of these devs? People always used to tell me you get what you pay for. That's not entirely accurate when it comes to the flight sim community, and I think that's one of the beautiful things about being a part of this community is seeing all the raw passion that people have and do in like their spare time they've got families they've got lives and all this stuff and they just keep giving yeah 
it is absolutely amazing to see. So it's not always a case of you get what you pay for. Sometimes the best things in life are, in fact. That's right. That's right. And uh, it was these guys that started working as a freeware developers that actually boosted mm -hmm. the community back uh, back in the old days um, and started started to make to make this hobby something more complete and push and push the envelope of what was being done back then. I remember back in the in the some early versions of Flight Simulator. Um, in which developers, the guys at AC Studio started to develop and started to edit features to the product because um, scenery and aircraft developers that were doing it for free were just pushing the envelope to to a point where the, the simulator had to be had to be uh, actually changed. So um, it's it, freeware developers are a huge part of the community and are a, a huge part of why of uh, of the status of the of fly simulation uh, in our lives currently. Yeah, absolutely. Right. Yeah, and and I, and I think that's it, the, both those points are really good. That at, at the end of the day, and many of the developers that we're going to talk about today um, still are at that cutting edge and that absolute pushing the boundary of what's possible. Mm -hmm. um, in terms of what our flight simulators can do, and it's amazing to see, and uh, definitely think that um, you get a you'll get a lot of bang for your uh, for your uh, for your free buck uh, with uh, with all these developers <laughs> yeah. we're talking about today. So we are going to kickstart it with with one that came from Drew. So I'm going to do this one because mm -hmm. we we all know that um, that 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 viewers of all of our channels know that that um, the greyhounds of the skies are not generally our preferred aircraft slash frantic palm trees no. to actually operate. So this mm -hmm. is this one was was very intriguing to me. So so <laughs> tell me tell me what was what was high on your list for X plane. Honestly, I don't <laughs> know <laughs> what possessed me, and you just watch it, son. I really don't know what possessed me when it came to this one. I think something harkened back to those years uh, being the CEO of a virtual airline, plus couple that with the fact that the military uses it. Now, everybody's probably like, okay, what the heck is he talking about? I'm talking about the Zebo 737. Yes, folks, you heard it here first. <laughs> Bell Geode actually does fly the Zebo once in a blue moon. <laughs> Speaking but of which, we are looking he... for a third person to do the show with us because someone is going to be expelled. Thank you. <laughs> oh, oh, oh! The, my, no, my question is: Does he have a blue moon in his hand when he's flying in the, in the blue moon? Uh, I can neither confirm nor deny those allegations. The military does not allow us to fly our P8s while under the influence. That's all I will say about that. Notice it's a P. It's a P8. It's not a 737-8. There's no, there's no American livery. There's no Delta. Li no, no. This is strictly Navy stuff here. That's the only reason why I fly. Just want to get that disclaimer out there. But why did I cho Why did I choose Zebo? Aside from the fact that it's free and everybody's been talking about it, and it seems like every other day somebody's got a question. Why is it when I get past 10,000 feet, my Zebo cockpit <laughs> goes black? Dummy, turn on your oxygen. You need packs. You can't. You know how it works. Anyway. But I chose a 737 because, honestly, it's based on what Laminar Research did. 
So basically, they took the default 737 <laughs> that comes with X-Wing. You get this thing with X-Wing <laughs> and completely blew it out of proportion. So now all of a sudden, you've got... I'm going to say it. Please don't hate me. A no. study level... No. <laughs> study Man, out of here. level aircraft... You can, like, completely go through the entire startup procedure, you know, your failures. Obviously, those work. Otherwise, <laughs> wouldn't be hearing about them on Facebook. <laughs> they thought of everything, and they keep working on this thing for free, mind you. Granted, when you get it, you know, there's all kinds of stuff you got to go through, and I can't stress it enough for people. Read the manual. <laughs> RTFM, Seriously. Folks. RTFM. <laughs> Seriously, if you want to get the most out of this Zebo 737, you have to do that. There's a reason why they put all of this effort and energy into it. Everybody wanted something that was more accurate to the real thing. It, it doesn't get any better than that. The only thing that I think could probably compare would probably be like the FlyJ Sims 737, which, mind you, is payware and is the legacy version of the 737 so it's the old classic ones before the engine got squished basically <laughs> this is the best 737 you're gonna find and like i said whenever the urge does strike to kind of go back to my virtual airliner routes i'll break out the navy p8 and head from like pensacola to key west naval air station and that's my story and i'm sticking to it and and i think that that's actually um <laughs> what that really shows um, uh, is is it shows again how these passionate developers will actually take what is because essentially all that was there in the sim, but it was just had never mm -hmm. really been implemented in the few. Yeah, you know, it was it never utilized. Really just pushed the envelope of what's possible, um, and that's really again what's amazing to see. And again, being able to offer that, and the update cycle is like every two weeks or less. Yeah, and that's just it's ridiculous yeah. how quickly they get this stuff done. A couple of months ago, it didn't even have, like, a cabin. They've actually got people in a cabin now, so you can go to the back of the plane and check people out. Why didn't Laminar think of this? But then, if you know anything about Laminar research, you know that their philosophy is basically like the movie Field of Dreams. If you build it, they will come. And they're right. And yeah, and I think it's really great to see that you know taking advantage of that um, of that of that uh, explain framework and actually building on it, and and what's more, doing it for free, so it's an outstanding aircraft done. And not going to lie, it's 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 in my list. Uh, it's in my explain thing. I'm I'm still I'm still getting my feet wet in my explain in the explain world, so that'll be uh, on my list at some point. But in one of those places that you can, of course, take your Zebo seven three seven. Of course, we need some good scenery to go to. Um, mm -hmm. And Sergio, I know that uh, that you're very in, uh, very appreciative in awe of uh, one of a uh, fairly major, one of the scenery developers, and that's probably actually very much a pillar of the X Plane community. Yes. Um, and he's come yeah. up, uh, and he's crossed my radar a couple of times in Nova Rat releases. Yep. Can only be one person. Go ahead, Sergio. I know who you're talking yeah, about. Well, yeah, well, <laughs> I think everyone knows it's uh, um, none other than Miss Rex and uh, who it's in the so community. Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> what the hell was that? Sorry, this, it's just Mr. it's like X, sorry. Yeah. It just it just sorry. I just I just had this moment, this flashback back to like a, like a really bad like '90s, you know, like. <laughs> <laughs> sorry no seriously mr x i think your work's great like your libraries are full he is moment, awesome but yeah sorry. yeah it is anyway. it is his work is absolutely amazing uh his series has comprehensive and used libraries in the x-plane market mm -hmm. um he's he's a young guy 
He's uh, I, I think he's under 20 or so. I interviewed him last year. Um, we were talking about a very young guy that's been doing um, absolutely amazing things, and he, he's he's one of those guys along with some other developers that are out, that uh, are out there that you know just makes me puts a smile on my face and makes me think that we have uh, the future of flight simulation is assured because there's a new whole mm-hmm. new generation of guys um, that are not are not just just learning how to build these things for the for the simulator, but are actually continuing to push the envelope and to push mm-hmm. things into the yeah. into development and to do into the work they're doing for free. Yeah. For free. And it, it's just amazing. And uh, everything he does, it's absolutely amazing. I'm uh, I'm in love with his uh, San Francisco scenery with the Golden Gate mm-hmm. and absolutely brilliant i love i, I don't fly um outside of europe uh, a lot of a lot of a lot of the time um i mostly actually fly in portugal but whenever i fly outside of portugal or outside of europe i usually fly around san francisco los angeles or mm-hmm. uh, just you know just take take my helicopters to katam river for example mm-hmm. but that's by where, uh, but yeah, uh, Mr. Hex has been a pillar of the community, and there are a lot of uh, other uh, scenery developed out there that use his library. So it's mm-hmm. just amazing the extension of his work and how much he has influenced other developers, and how much he has helped other developers uh, build their own custom scenery and build their own. Um, dreams dream areas for them to fly so yeah it's uh it's one of those guys that will be forever attached to the to the x plane and to the x plane community and to uh and to everything that's that's coming for 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 us scenery wise and i think uh, you know the funny thing about it too with um that particular scenery the san francisco that was actually the very first add-on scenery that I got for X-Plane, and that's really what sold it to me, because Laminar Research, when they came up with X-Plane, they didn't model the Golden Gate Bridge. What? Yeah, this man what? has it in there. <laughs> yeah, hang it on, was not on, in there. On. How can you have Sanford without the Golden Gate? I swear to whomever, they did not have the Golden Gate Bridge. They still don't. If you were to get Austin, the false Austin, X-Plane what are you doing? Come on! Yeah. Are you sure they don't have it yet? I thought they they have added them. There's the... a bridge. There is a bridge, but it's not Golden Gate Bridge. You need okay. Mr. X6's scenery in order to actually have that represented, and it's the wildest thing. <laughs> so that's why that was the first thing that I got because I wanted to test out the scenery for performance and everything. And of course, anybody who's used FSX knows if you want to test your performance, go to San Francisco, go to Las Vegas, places like that. Oh, yeah. So yeah, that's why I ended up getting it. But yeah, I love his scenery. I love using all of his scenery library objects and stuff that I do. Well, it is amazing how uh, I see his library objects actually sort of popping up in other scenery that I've got. Mm-hmm. That's how I was yeah. first exposed to him. And again, that that work of yeah. being able to and that sense of giving back to the community through making those library objects available. That's a a huge yeah, thing. That's, so that's huge. Uh, that's that's definitely a great for that one. Uh, we're talking about hours and hours and hours and hours. Right, the guy mm-hmm. models and do does textures and releases hundreds of thousands of objects for you to use for free, and it's it's insane. And mm-hmm. um, I just I just heard I just found out that we have to thank him for Belgio to actually enter the X plane 
um, it will explain as a simmer as well. So thank you for that as well, man. There you yeah, go. I was, I was going to say, and uh, and of course, uh, Belgio with his uh, love does when he's uh, not uh, you know, tra- you know, betraying his roots and he's uh, going back to his roots and actually flying <laughs> flying low and slow oh uh, in, in aircraft and helicopters. <laughs> um, I know there's a particular scenery that, that you enjoy going to that you've covered off a, a couple of times uh, in, uh, mm-hmm. in your videos recently. Uh, tell us more about that sort of scenery. Yeah, the scenery that you're referring to is actually part of a series of scenery. So the gentleman in question, his name is Stefan Schroen, and he has come up with two scenery packages so far based in Thailand. He used to live there for a while. He had some very good friends there. Um, I think one of the packages is actually dedicated to a friend he had that died in, I guess, one of the hurricanes, typhoons, whatever they have over there. So um, that means but he thing, did... Yeah. Yeah, yeah. He did the Bamboo Island scenery, which was the first one that I showed off. I actually saw that on the Heli Simmer Facebook page. Somebody was showing screenshots, and I was like, what is that? I need to check this out. Sure enough, it was perfect for just taking a helicopter and exploring all these little islands. And Stefan loves to add little Easter eggs here and there. <laughs> so you'll be flying around, and all of a sudden you look in the water and like, wait a minute, is that a guy floating on a raft being surrounded by a shark what is going on down there (laughs) so that that was my introduction to it i loved stuff like that and he's just got that scattered all over so all these little islands the whole premise is it's just along the coast of thailand so you've got like all these various islands um i don't even know the names of any of them because i don't think he puts that in the the literature that comes with it but needless to say each island has like its own ambiance to it and it's it's oftentimes got its own flora and you know its own rock formations and whatnot and he goes hog wild with this stuff so i was already impressed with the bamboo island and then i find out after the fact that he's coming out with a second one kopoda island so of course naturally i'm like okay i gotta do it he also has another habit that i have to mention he likes to honor members of the community that have been, you know, giving back to the community. So, come to find out in Kopoda Island, I've got my very own Belgiode radio station. He even <laughs> did the hat. The feather, everything's in there. And of course, if you come to the Belgiode radio station on its own separate island, it's got a helipad that also has a save logo there. And of course, I've got chicks all around. One of them's a redhead. <laughs> yeah, I'll... wait, 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 wait. Are they redheads? One is. One is. <laughs> the others are um, another excellent freeware uh, scenery library maker, uh, Cami DeBellis. CDB library, if you're familiar with CDB library. She makes all of these uh, humans and whatnot. So he just scattered all these bikini clad <laughs> women all over the island. And I remember mentioning to him that, yeah, we need more redheads in there. And Cammy actually did send me a special <laughs> gift. She gave me my very own redhead for the island. So I've got her there. Mine will be different from yours. And also our good friend, Mr. Sergio from Helisimmer, has been honored, too. On another of the islands, there's like a little helicopter flying school <laughs> where you can see the Helisimmer right there. I saw that, and I'm like, I can't get rid of this guy, can I? <laughs> But he just does that. And his latest scenery, I'm sure it's been all over, so it's not like breaking NDAs or anything. I mean, after all, it's freeware. But his latest yeah, scenery that he's working yeah. on 
is going to be more along the mainland. So it's a little bit further away from all these various islands. But one of the things that he's done, he's actually honored Bill Womack, as in I Blue Yonder yes, Orbix, yes. Bill Womack. Bill has this tremendous bronze statue of himself <laughs> standing there like this. And he even went so far as to put a local woman at the bottom, just staring up at the statue longingly and her cat right next to it. It's the best thing ever. I love when Stefan does scenery because he just does stuff like this. Okay, it's yes. just and incredible. You know, something I've, uh, I've, 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 um, I've seen those, uh, those screenshots uh, and I've seen those, um, those, the, the scenery that he develops. And let me tell you something. This is something that I don't think I feel in no other any any other any other scenery. I want to move there. I want mm -hmm. to go yeah. to islands. They it are just so has a charm. <laughs> it has, you know, they, they have so much detail and they 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 are they, they look so much alive and so beautiful. Mm -hmm. It does an excellent job. It does an excellent job. And uh, um, we might have some news, some uh, some news at Helisimer regarding Stefan and the project. So stay tuned, guys. <laughs> and that's a, and that's and that sort of like last bit is, is sort of capturing that essence of uh, and that um, and that passion not only of developers, but then also sort of infecting the um, the user and the and the virtual pilot without actually sort of you know wanting to immerse mm -hmm. themselves in that. And that's uh, an amazing thing. And and, and it takes uh, a lot of passion and dedication to be able to achieve that. And now, of course, to be able to explore all these um, uh, all these wonderful pieces of scenery and things. Um, mm -hmm. And of course, Xplane being a fairly you know newish platform. Um, there are many developers that have, you know, previously been in the ESP-based platforms, or developers that now work in both. Um, and and I, I know Sergio, that it's a, there's a couple of uh, uh, a couple of very important uh, in the uh, in the rotary wing space um, developers that uh, that give a lot of content, and, and developers that I've definitely used a lot with the ESP platforms, and uh, bringing some rotary wing freeware to our uh, to our mm -hmm. virtual guys. Yeah, well, there's, there's there's this guy that I've known for I don't know 11, 12 years, and he has been developing freeware since since back then. Um, I met him at uh, Hover Control, which was it still is a website dedicated to mm -hmm. helicopter flight simulation, but it's pretty much pretty much stalled. It's pretty much uh, I don't want to say dead, but it's it's kind of stopped in yeah, time. It's not and, a lot. Uh, yeah. yeah, it's yeah. So, um, but um, I've met George Arana. Back then, in two hundred in two thousand and six, two thousand and seven, something like that, and George Arana is um, has this uh, team, or it's not a company; it's a, just a project name or a team called Eagle Rotorcraft, mm -hmm. um, which develops mostly helicopters for the ESP platform, uh, mainly FSX, and he has been doing this for several years now he's been redoing the bell 206 bell 222 you know you name it um he, he's been working on <clears throat> more recently on the bell 429er as well um mm. from from a model uh, made by a guy which has nothing to do with me called sergio acosta a guy from <laughs> south america they cloned yeah. him they cloned him <laughs> Yeah, we're, we're we're trying. You know, we were just saying before we started recording the episode that we are trying to clone Fred from Dreamfall yeah, Studios. Yeah, exactly. from I thought we were clone Fred. Yeah. We're clone you. Yeah. So we we had to we had we to start somewhere. We needed a guinea somewhere. pig. 
we needed a guinea pig, you're it. I, I was a failed experiment, I'm very sorry, instead of developing helicopters. The thing is, they wanted someone to develop helicopters, mm. and instead the clone just nags people for them to do helicopters. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's the thing. Um, so yeah, there's this guy from South America, I don't remember which country, I'm sorry, it's called Sergio da Costa, and he, he, he did the, the model for uh, the Belt 49er, and now... Um, George Arana, which I don't know how the guy does. He has three, four projects going at the same time, but it's all he's always releasing mm. new stuff. He's also working on the Bell for Two Niner, and um, he had passed. He had Sergio Acosta passed the model to this guy called Thomas Woods, um, a gentleman which I actually met at Cosford a few a few weeks ago. Um, he sounded familiar. Him. Huh. Yeah, I met him personally uh, at at Cosford, and uh, uh, Tom took the model, grabbed the model, and he migrated the model for X-Plane. And right now, the four, the mm. Bell Four Two Niner from Tom Woods is the best freeware helicopter for X-Plane right now. Yeah, it's I agree just with that. amazing. It's a fantastic piece of work. It's a fantastic add-on for X-Plane. A fantastic helicopter. It beats the heck out of the default S76 that um, Lambda Research has put into mm. into into X-Plane. Um, again, it's like you said, Drew. They they just just release awful <laughs> default <laughs> aircraft. I'm sorry, but it's true. They release awful default aircraft. Um, yeah, it's it, not it, so much awful as it is more basic here's your it's, basic it's, it's, features if you yeah. want more to it then that's yeah. Cool. yeah these guys come in yeah but so, you know but i i need the we, we need the zebo team to like to do a work of the on the s76 because i really like the s76 <laughs> yeah. i just like it to be if it could like if i could actually cold if i could actually shut the damn thing down and like start it again <laughs> well, yeah that would be good that would be good yeah I'll try the Bell 429er. It, 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 it's the one that I tell everybody to try instead of the S76, mm. to, to be very honest. So, yeah, my my shout-out goes especially to George Arana for all the hard work, all the dedication, all the the amount of uh, years, probably, that the guy already has mm. developing. You know, I'm talking about actually years actually doing, doing things, not hours or days. He probably already has years of development on his hands. And he has been uh, doing extraordinary work for the ESPL platform. And fortunately, he's also working with people on the X-Plane community. And he's now bringing stuff... Cool from the ESP platform to the X-Plane community as well. I, so, uh, I, I remember, I remember <laughs> flying the, the uh, loving the triple two because I just love the look of that um, that helicopter yeah. and the mm. um, the Fenstrom the Fenstrom thing that he that they, that they released that was this mm-hmm. really wonderful thing for FS9 I remember flying that in FS9 <laughs> you know. um, but you know and, but for, for, and one of the things is that for me obviously I've got most of my sim time is in the ESP and sort of the, the more the, the Microsoft legacy sims um, right. and for me one of the, the, the standout developers that, that I always remember for a long time because I love my classic aircraft I, I like the the, the old school does. designs the, the the old you know g- give me give me a set of props or you know an, an, an old original <laughs> you know very early very inefficient jet engine and I'm happy mm-hmm. um so, so one of the the ones that was that was originally very early on was was 
um, sort of pushed my way and sort of, sort of a, a name that cropped up for me um, was Robert James Richardson. Uh, now he's a, a, a just just a guy in 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 the UK. Um, he does other things, and, but he just wants to give to the community. And his aim hmm. is to give aircraft that are uh, are either a little less known or probably a little less popular, but make them available, but also make them accessible. So they may not be the evil word of study level, but, you know, and he will, and he will take some liberties when it comes to some of the systems, but it's all about recreating some uh, some fascinating aeronautical history uh, and bringing aircraft that mm. probably nobody else would ever even think of developing to life and just making them accessible to level, all levels of pilots. Mm. My, my favourite for him, this is long before the Cessna 310 was a twinkle in Milvis's eye. Um... <laughs> It was uh, it was brought out by by Robert. He brought out a a three ten for the ESP platforms, and it's very basic. What really, it is. Huh. to this day is still my favourite piston twin. To this nice. day, all of the payware I've got, all of the freeware, all the payware that I've tried over the years, I love it just simply because it's simple. It's not the cleanest, you know, look inside. But mm. I tell you what, it's fun. It's fast. The flight it flies really well having flown in one it felt exactly like flying in one and as i said it's just a, it, you can't go wrong for the price um i did some deliveries for it and but again as i said i love my classic aircraft so the you know, classic sort of civilian but he also does a lot of classic jets and a classic um mm -hmm. propeller aircraft especially more unusual stuff now my and and I, Drew, I'm sorry. I know you're going to to be unhappy with me, but as much as I love my Tomcat, there is an aeroplane that I love de more dearly, uh, and All that right, is go for it. That is the Avro Shackleton. It is. I can't argue. I can't the, argue. That's the, a pretty good one. It's it's this weird sort of you know it's it's it traces its lineage back to sort of the Lancaster and and mm -hmm. the Sterling before it. Um, it's powered by these contra-rotating propellers, which contra-rotating propellers yep. for me is just always yep. cool and weird and different. <laughs> Let, let's let's be oh, honest. The Russians the love them too. The, yeah, exactly. The, the helicopter I fly in DCS has contra-rotating world True. things. It's just they're up above there. Bloody dangerous things to do with an ejection seat. But anyway... Um... <laughs> we won't even go there on that one. <laughs> Such a Kerbal idea. Anyway, so... Um, so yeah, it's it's got these four contra-rotating propellers, and it's but it's mm -hmm. powered by eight engines, and it's just right. this amazing aircraft. It's got a fascinating history, having served with the, the Royal Air Force and with the South African Air Force. It went through mm -hmm. as a, a originally designed as a bomber. Then it was a maritime patrol. Then it went to an airborne early warning platform and soldiered on well into the nineties um, until hmm. the, the centuries, uh, the E3 centuries came online with the Royal Air Force. So it has this fascinating history and I just love the sound of all these Merlin engines just, just like trundling along. It was just great. So yeah, and he's got all the animations and cool and, and stuff as well. So yeah, it, it's just, um, and again, for, for people who love their classic jets, he's got, um, uh, the complete Gloucester Meteor range, um, mm -hmm. like all of them through. And he's even got things like the Vampire, the Venom, and for those who are interested in carrier ops, it has. Yeah, I the, love his navy stuff. The the first <laughs> the first jet aircraft ever to land successfully on an aircraft mm. carrier is modelled by him. 
um, complete with an accurate, accurate livery phone by, uh, by, uh, by, oh God, and this is terrible, I've forgotten his name now. Um, <laughs> they, they're very, very famous for each fight, it's going to come to me as soon as we conclude the episode. Anyway, I'll probably put it down in the text. Oh, of course. Well. Um, but yes, mm-hmm. so a fantastic developer, and I really do love it. So, um, uh, I cannot recommend his work uh, enough, I really can't, so. Mm. Though, uh, though speaking of, uh, of uh, naval things, I know there's a there's another thing that has propellers mm. that does different directions that uh, grew. <laughs> you love. Grant you, it's not contra rotating, or is well, it? Well, they they rotate in opposite direction. Yeah, they do go. It's counter rotating, but it's not contra because it's not exactly on the same axis. But yeah. And like yourself, yeah, I do like the unusual planes. Of course, the Tomcat will always have my heart, but. I wouldn't fly helicopters and stuff like that if I didn't love the unusual stuff. And of course, I am that crazy guy that, you know, when I see stuff that's like a hybrid of one and the other, I'm all over it. So we have the Osprey, you know, the MV-22 Bravo. Every single Osprey out there I've had at some point in time, from the Vertavia one to now the X-Plane version for, um, from AOA Sims, both of which are payware. But honestly, the one that really stands out the most is the freeware one. And that's the one that I think I've done like two episodes on. I had to do a second episode because he updated it so much. And that's Mariotti's uh, MV-22 tilt roller. When Mariotti came up with this thing, I was blown away to begin with because he actually put so much into it, considering the fact that the man lives in Indonesia. He doesn't have access to this. All the information that he got on it was based on every stitch of info that he could find online. But he nailed it. I mean, I've never flown an actual Osprey, but to get in there and, you know, to be able to flick all the switches, get this thing from completely folded up to opened up and ready to go. The guy even modeled Vortex Ring State. <laughs> it was a real thing. You could actually which, fall out of the sky by going through your own rotor downwash. Which in the ESP platforms is very very rare it's extremely difficult to model in the esp platforms i don't i can't really think i don't maybe sergio maybe you can think of a few others but i can't think of too many helicopters or at least true helicopters that have that sort of thing implemented no, no, the only helicopters that i know this. they've actually implemented it that are using external plug to dodo sim or using it right. or something like that yeah and this is just part of the thing with him when he updated it to the second version, which is the current version that's out now, he fine-tuned a lot of that. He also took into consideration some of the newer versions of the ES platform. So that's where P3D V4 came in. And let me tell you, in VR, this thing is flawless. I can't find a single problem with the textures. He upgraded everything in there. It feels like you're sitting in an Osprey now. And when I compare it with the X-Plane one, it's about on par. And remember, the X-Plane one is payware. <laughs> you know, it's just incredible the amount of work that he's put into it. And, but I think what really amazes me about what he's done is just simply the fact that he doesn't have access to it in real life. Like I said, he lives mm-hmm. in Indonesia. But he was able to make those calculated, educated guesses as to how this thing could fly. And when I compare it with, like, real-life videos or, you know, I've actually seen one in real life, yeah, all I can say is the man nailed it. <laughs> and and I really, especially with that, the Vortex Ring site and also with the way the nacelles actually move and stuff like that and how they mm-hmm. operate, um, 
I mean, that's, again, pushing the absolute edges of what the prepared right. platform can do, um, and the ESP platforms can do, because he's put stuff in there, which, Sergio, as you said, like, you know, it's external plug-in stuff, but he's not mm-hmm. he's using that, but he's also combining with what was buried deep in the prepared code to actually allow them to actually, actually pull it out. So, it again, yeah, goes right. to that. I've, I've, mm. Yeah. I've, I've I mean, don't get me wrong. You do need to make sure you have FSUIPC updated and installed in there. And I can't stress that enough. You need to have FSUIPC in order for this to work. Just just a freeware version? Neither, yeah, just the freeware. You don't need the payware version, just the freeware version. But neither FSX Ooh. nor P3D um, originally had the kind of capabilities to use something like a tilt roller. So you have to have that in there. But the fact that that's all you need to make this thing work properly is amazing. You, you know, let me just ask you something. I'm, I'm, you got me curious. Do you have to run an external piece of software or something? No. FSUIPC is basically like a okay. plugin. If you think about it like um, any of the plugins I, I, that export, yeah, I know, has, I, it's the I, same I, basic I, idea. Yeah, That's I know it. what it is. That's I know it. what it is. I, I thought that it was using FSUIPC to connect to an external piece of software. Nope. And Yeah, okay. Okay. All it's doing, FSUIPC is allowing those bits of code that he's put into the tilt rotor, let it do tilt rotary things. The whole concept of turning them into cells and actually changing your thrust from horizontal to vertical. All of that's yeah. handled by FSUIPC. Yeah. So. Yeah. But that's all it needs. And that's free. <laughs> and, and, and yeah, and the, the, I've I got to back that up, the, the, the quality and the sheer uh, detail that's gone into that, especially for someone who has not got access to any, because I know the AOA guys got to crawl all over a, um, mm-hmm. a reel that got access to all the declassified information about the, the V22. Um, whereas, yeah, Mariotti didn't. He's just whatever he could scare off the internet. So yeah. it's, uh, and, and again, it goes to show that passion, that drive um, that, that we have as a community and all these developers that individually have. So it's great to, to continue to see. Um, I'm going to sort of uh, bring with my other, again, sort of continuing my theme of one of my other favorite uh, developers with my sort of uh, ancient aircraft. Um, this this developers, again, I, again, I, I pick up with the, the weird and the wonderful, the weird, the weird, the wonderful and the old. Um, so this developer, I think, is, um, again, it, the, the work that's produced is just insane. And he's also done a deal where he's working with now bringing his content to X-Plane, um, which is uh, really, really great to see. And, and again, it's great, to be, it's great to be able to have something familiar for me moving to X-Plane. Uh, and that's Manfred Yan. So Manfred Yan, mm, um, mm-hmm. just an incredible asset to the community and just continuing to develop in the, this amazing quality. Uh, for me, the, the standout for him has to be the, the, the C-47. Um, and yeah. because it's just, there's just something about that workhorse. I mean, we, we call, <laughs> we call like the C-130 workhorse this guy or the, the Chinook or the, the Huey, but yeah, let's be honest. The first, before three, all of those, before all of those, mm-hmm. there was the C-47. Um, and, and having a, a strong family, personal connection to, uh, to, to them as well. It meant it was great to be able to actually have one where it is so temperamental, particularly his latest version, the version three, because um, he, he's he's got two distinct versions out there at the moment. He's got he's got this version two, which will work on all the platforms, including the V4, um, but that's sort of like the more modernized sort of one. And then he's got and the well, he's got the three. So he's got the the 
BT67, the turboprop powered one. But then he's got his latest one, the C47V3, um, which is absolute Second World War, seat of the pants, basic everything. No no shiny, fancy stuff. It's 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 all like, you know, everything's modelled. The, the engine is very, very cantankerous. If you run your manifold mm-hmm. pressure too high for a few minutes oh, too yeah. long, you will have an engine fire. There is no <laughs> if, <laughs> buts, or maybes. And it's not because explained in an update. Um... <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I I cannot That's tell the best you. part of all. <laughs> I cannot tell you the number of engines oh, I have destroyed in a Manfred Yan C47 because I have let the manifold pressure run a little too high for a little too long, and it's oh. just gone. I mean, it's, yeah. You yeah. just hear this bang, and you look out and you go, "Oh crap!" <laughs> um, so. And his mm. detail is insane. The quality of the model, both internally um, and externally, because again, it's one of those ones like um, you mentioned. So you have the Zebos models, the interior of of the the seven thirty seven. I think that really gives it a feel to the aircraft and makes you feel a bit more part of it when you can sort of you know, especially you know, these days these days before armored doors and all that nonsense, where you actually did sort of turn your head and you actually saw back. Um, so mm-hmm. you had to see the cargo hold and and have the doors operating and stuff like that. It's just an amazing amount of detail and just I really appreciate everything that he's done and not only he's done this, the C47s sort of and the, and the Basler BT67 is the main cause to fame but he's done other cool weird and wonderful ones my other favourite one is the, the KC97 um, the Stratocruiser mm-hmm. uh, and the Strat- Stratocruiser Stratotanker it was just like that's just cool like it's this this yeah. weird thing it's got you know it's got a B29 wing this giant pressurised fuselage and then four jets strapped to it. <laughs> yep. <laughs> yeah. Like, it's just like, it's so cool, so weird, and so awesome that mm. somebody actually made it. Uh, and again, that's why I love the fact that, you know, um, a lot of these passionate developers, and, and not only do they produce this amazing quality and that's accessible, um, you know, they, they are doing stuff that is often overlooked, but it's still such important parts um, to our community. By the way, um, I did manage to look it up. It was Eric Winkle Brown's um, Vampire that did the first British landing. Ah, yes. That's the one that he's got. So, yes, from... Uh, from mm. Uh, RJR before um, so yes I, I cannot recommend Manfred Jan stuff uh, enough either um, but it's great that now that he's partnered mm-hmm. up with I want to say I think it's Aeroworks um, and they're working together to actually bring Manfred Jan's at least his C47V3 um, over into X-Plane um, hmm. and they nice. have done an incredibly good job in fact I would actually dare have to say that um, and yes Sergio and Drew you can mark this on words I would dare say that the X-Plane version is flies better. Nice. I, I have to say <laughs> it only that took us how long? It it, it flies right. better than the ESP yeah. one. I have to say, you know, <laughs> nice. ESP will always be, you know, I will always have strong connections to ESP for, for various reasons. But I think we all will. Yeah. Um, it, it, let's be honest, it's how we all started. Maybe not some of the some of the kids yeah, who are is. watching maybe not some of the kids who are watching this uh, these episodes of these these three grumpy old men complaining about uh, the good old days. <laughs> but um but yes, it is how how we all started. We all started with with X Plane, mm-hmm. uh, also with with ESP, and we're now moving over with to ESP. So, um, but we cannot we cannot have a conversation about freeware, excellent freeware developers uh, that are with us and helping <laughs> us out now, without talking about one of, if not the greatest, definitely in the opinion of 
one of our esteemed company because he he loves <laughs> Gee, I wonder who that could be. He loves the subject matter and and I will admit <laughs> happily that I enjoy well done, well done. um his I mean, other one. So yes, yes. <laughs> yes, there it is of course with the tales. We are of course talking about Dino Cataneo. Um and his F-14 Tomcat, but he's got a slew yes. of other aircraft as well. Uh, so I know, yes. Drew, it's it's definitely captured your heart. <laughs> yeah, what can I say? I mean, I mentioned it on the end of the last episode that we did. Out of all of the payware and freeware aircraft that I have, that one always remains my favorite. I was heartbroken when I had heard initially that it didn't work in uh, Flight Sim World when that was out. And of course, as the video series that I started <laughs> to do was testament to, I had to dispel that myth. I needed to make it work. It still wasn't perfect, but I'm glad that, you know, prepared version 4 came around and, you know, basically addressed whatever issues he had. Or maybe it was actually Lockheed Martin. I'm not quite sure. All I know is it works perfectly. I can sit in this thing again and feel like I am back at home. In, which in is really VR. Good. In VR as well. Really good in <laughs> VR, yes. Not only that, but, you know, with Dino and his long history of doing, like, military aircraft, he always seems to gravitate more towards the Navy type stuff. And if you know anything about me, know anything about my family, my family comes from a Navy family, basically. So, you know, we've got all kinds of members that were in the Marines and in the Navy. A fair amount of my family have actually been on aircraft carriers. I've been on an aircraft carrier. I was never in the military myself, but, you know, I've been, like, to Fleet Weeks and stuff like that. It's in our blood, basically. So when I first got exposed, I guess you would say, to Dino, of course, was a Tomcat. But then I saw that he had the S3 Viking, which honestly... As far as uh, Navy planes go, if I was not flying a Tomcat, I would definitely pick to fly a Viking. It's like just flying around with four of your best buddies <laughs> in this living room-sized cockpit here, just kind of chilling. You've got the, the windows <laughs> and the convertible top. It is like the Cadillac of planes. They call it the Hoover. That was the nickname for it uh, back when it was still in service. And not with bad reason i mean this thing had these massive engines under the wings and it had a very distinctive sound it sounded like a vacuum cleaner turned on <laughs> i know got that right <laughs> I, no and, and that's the thing for, for me and, and i love the tomcat um i i my first exposure to him was the the t-45 the, the goswell mm -hmm. um yep and there was that too the detail he went into to get that right oh, yeah. and 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 talking to people and uh, knowing several guys in the Navy who have actually flown it, and they have said that that is as close as you can get to mm -hmm. the real yeah. thing. There, there is no if buts or maybes. Um, yeah. And, and again, and the S three, just that. I just love just that thing. That thing was. <laughs> I love the Hoover. I love it's the Hoover. Awesome. It's awesome. <laughs> and, and his. So, but yeah, T forty five as well. Plus the F thirty five. Let's not forget. I mean, granted, that was like his first foray into the whole payware thing. But there's still the free version. Of the F-35 there that still works. It still works with FSX and P3D. All and of it. For those who are interested, the default F-35A that ships with Prepared is his. Yes. It and is that's actually an important I, I thing to know. Mm -hmm. 
So yeah, you know, and that and so you are getting that something is yeah, so it, it is developed by him and it's a freeware content. And as I said, mm-hmm. um, as Drew says, you know, the, the the base variant is available for free. There is an updated one with more you know more accurate um, avionics, but. At the end of the day, you can still get the free one. It still works with all the uh, all the ESP platforms, so that's mm-hmm. uh, great to see. So, mm, mm. and believe me, I'm still trying to talk him into bringing the Tomcat to explain. But as I'm sure everybody's probably aware now, or at least he should be, he had that uh, ransomware thing, uh, probably now a couple of years back, and lost mm. all of his source files. With the Tomcat, he said he would love to be able to bring it to explain. However, he would need to do significant work to completely rewrite the cockpit to have it be able to work in explain. That's why it hasn't happened yet. That's why he can't promise anything, not even to me. But he's aware and he would love to be able to, to bring that over. I just I... need a cat in explain. I need a cat for every sim here. Explain is still my holdout. <laughs> Laminar, don't even get me started on Laminar. No, wait, wait, wait. Are we, are with we their patch see, notes. Are we going to see the finger wag? Do you want to see a finger wag there? Yes, that <laughs> is a finger wag. This is for Laminar Resource. You don't put patch notes talking about all these various things you've got for the F-14 Tomcat and not have an F-14 Tomcat in the lineup. They are just paving the way for I legitimately night. have to ask, if you why do they have a come. Phoenix? Why do they have an AIM-54 Phoenix and the AWG-9 modeled mm-hmm. and programmed in X-Plane since X-Plane 10 and don't have a Tomcat? What the hell? <laughs> Dinos needs a little bit of work to come over. I've been working on AOA Sims because you know, they may have done something in the past that kind of got shelved. Somebody needs to make me a Tomcat for X-Plane. That's all I'm saying. The, the other thing I want to highlight, though, about Dino is that not only is he uh, an outstanding developer that, that, that gives a lot of his time um, and has had to endure a lot, particularly with the, the ransomware attack that he had a few years ago, um, he's also one of those people, like Mr. X, who is all about um, supporting other developers. So Dino mm-hmm. oh, yeah. has been at the forefront of bringing content and he's experimented with all of them. He experimented with Flight Sim World. Um, he experiment. He's experimented with X Plane. Um, but the one that he's also leading the charge on is Aerofly. Yep. Um, he actually has an aircraft that just recently was added. Yep. For free, by the way. Yep. Um, yep. So he's got his. He's, he's moving multiple of his aircraft over into into Aerofly. So, and not only does, is he doing is he experimenting, he's also supporting other developers by releasing a how-to-convert guide. Mm-hmm. Because at the end of the day, because for the sheer fact of it's just it's longevity, um, the ESP platforms are the ones which have the most content available. Um, and it's the most mature market. Explain has really only been matured. And we've, talk, we've all talked about this over the last you know, year and a bit we've been doing this, that... Um, X-Plane's really only come to its maturity in the last year, um, ever since X-Plane 11. Prior to X-Plane right. 11, uh, X-Plane was still seen as a very immature platform. Um, but now it's starting to, to, to get more traction, and Aerofly has come a long way from the first review I did. Um, it's come a <laughs> yeah. long way. I, and, 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 and folks, I do intend on actually revisiting Aerofly because I, I think it's at a point now where it actually... Um, deserves a review, a, a re-review, because my I know my initial review was very 
negative about my perceptions of it. But I know that through, thanks to many, much of the Heli Simmers, uh, Sergio's uh, professional nagging, uh, we've seen a lot of development <laughs> come from these guys. So, but anyway, but but Dino's come out with a, a guide on how to convert your content from ESP platform and use it in Xplane in mm -hmm. Aerofly FS2, and we'll bring it the other way around. And again, it's for free. Like he's offering all these tips and all these tools for free, and it's right. just an amazing gift to the community that along goes along with his stuff. So yeah, I just really wanted to shout out to him, and and um, and that's been the, the whole point of, of today's show, folks. Is that we wanted to show you that um, you can get some incredible, amazing quality content um, without paying a dime. Um, mm -hmm. The sad reality is, is that for, for many new simmers and even many experienced simmers, if they, they, they come online, especially ones who are moving from one platform to another, um, they'll go on the forums and they'll say, uh, right, so I've just got uh, simulator, you know, Z. Um, mm -hmm. What should I get? Yep. That's probably the number one question asked in just about every flight sim Facebook group out there. <laughs> And uh, yes, explain.org, explain.org. It, it's and the frustrating thing is for me, I see it when people sort of, you know, uh, move into the ESP platforms is they get a um, buy everything. Uh, and again, this is nothing against all these payware developers, okay, mm -hmm. because they make excellent quality, but you know, buy everything PMDG, buy everything A to A, buy everything Orbix. Um, if it's explain, um, don't really know what I think it's um, what's the what's the, the it's explain.org it's explain.org no that's pretty it's much pretty that's good. the yeah. I even yeah. said it today on Facebook that's the only yeah. link that anybody needs to know is x-plane.org org why it's the repository of the entire community's freeware except of course for notable people that do their own thing on their own website plus they do have the payware store built into but, it but i, I Honestly, guess i guess find I, everything you want on freeware but it, a lot of people might say on with explain that they say well you've got to go out and buy orbix's new explain you know sceneries you've mm -hmm. got to buy you know um you know some other insert some other the the well, i think mm -hmm. it's the ix ix D, gg is it 737 that study level or the um, mm -hmm. there's a couple of them out there but it's like mm -hmm. guys you can get a lot of really good content for free for whatever your sim platform is um, there's a lot, of, and again, as, as Drew just said, uh, Drew, as you just said, you know, the explain.org website has so much freeware um, available. There's one that I'm keeping an eye on at the moment because it's very interesting. Is there's a there's a guy who's developing a Mirage three um, mm -hmm. for explain, um, and it's but the reason I'm keeping an interest on it is it's a three O, which is the Australian variant. Um, ah. So I'm very intrigued about it, and he's actually. I actually know who it is who's developing it and they actually have access nice. to all the plans and stuff so yeah it's 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 like and that's the thing is that there's a lot of stuff out there that you can get for free so um, of course as always there is also some much as there is is payware there is some stuff that is perhaps less than spectacular quality um, <laughs> but folks I just think we just wanted to share with you guys some of the who some of the people that we feel are outstanding uh, representatives of the of the freeware community for both the the content they produce and the uh, contri contribution they make to the community. So, so to wrap up, I'm going to throw to uh, to my other grumpy simmers to do their closing thoughts as they, uh, we round it up. So, Sergio, any other final words of of freeware wisdom? Yes, uh, guys. Uh, just um, before you start spending a lot of money on 
head on. Just um, try and actually ask people about payware. Don't ask people about what is it that you should get. Ask people what freeware you should get because the answers are probably going to be a lot different. Everybody's going to tell you to buy, like you said, recent get Orbix, get a PMDG or get whatever. But actually, if you ask for freeware, you have a lot of amazing options. Uh, we didn't mention uh, Ortho4XP for explain, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. but it's an amazing yeah. tool that allows you to add photorealistic um, textures to explain. And um, that's pretty much, you know, my, my installation of explain has Ortho4XP, has a payware, um, a pay, yeah, a payware scenery for Lisbon, and then everybody else, everything else that I have except for, um, you know, helicopters, for example, everything I have is pretty much freeware. Now I have free free textures, I have free trees, I have free libraries, a lot of from, from Mr. X. I have a lot of free things that actually make my um, my sim come to life and uh, it's it's uh, it, it's everything I need. So yeah guys, just ask about freeware and uh, go to dot org, go to every other website that, that you know serves your the community around the scene that you love and just check out what's out there because like drew said um, you don't always get what you paid for in case of freeware you have a lot of amazing pearls out there for you to just check out and enjoy mm -hmm. yeah that's a very very important takeaway from this because, I mean, like I said earlier, the number one question that gets asked in any of these Facebook groups or any of the social media or whatever, I'm new to XYZ Sim, what should I get? Yep. Well, if you ask me, I'm going to tell you, especially in the case of X-Plane, first, you run your Sim for two weeks, make yep. sure that everything's perfect, make sure you understand how to work your Sim before you start fiddling with stuff. Because once you start down that slippery slope adding mm -hmm. stuff, next mm -hmm. thing you know, you're back on yes. Facebook, why doesn't my Sim work? But in the case of the freeware, yeah, definitely try to garner as much freeware as possible. And I think one of the big problems that people run into, at least in the Facebook groups, is people naturally assume what people like. If I were to post, I just got into explain, what do you recommend? I guarantee you a whole bunch of people are going to recommend Zebo and, of course, all the various payware commercial planes. No one has yet even asked me what I fly. I tend to go towards some of the more unusual stuff, but that's just me. That's just my personal taste. Your mileage may vary. <laughs> what you need to do if you're coming into any kind of sim, whether it be the ESP or X-Plane or, you know, whatever, figure out what you want to do first. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Because if you can narrow it down to, like, where you're going to feel most at home, do you want to fly, like, early era helicopters? Do you want to fly World War II aircraft? I guarantee if you figure out what it is that you want to do, there's freeware out there that you can do it. Mm -hmm. And then you can ask the right questions instead of just open-ended, well, what should I get? Yep. I'm looking for A, and then just list off what it is that you're looking for. And I guarantee you, people will help you out better with that. But never, ever underestimate the power of freeware. I mean, I said it before, I will say it again. It's true, you do get what you pay for, but... Sometimes the best gifts are free.
Yeah. And uh, and on those uh, words of wisdom, folks, this has been another episode of the Three Grown Persimmons. Thank you very much for joining us. Uh, all the links to the um, developers that we've talked about will be in the description down below, uh, and also maybe uh, some links to some others as well. They, I hope you've enjoyed some of the uh, videos or some of the content as well that we've been playing while we've been talking. All right, folks, thank you. I must say thank you very much to both of my fellow Grumpy Simmons. So thank you very much to Sergio from HailySimmer.com. Thank you, guys. Bye-bye. See you next time. And thank you very much to Drew Belgiode. Alrighty, folks. Ciao. And thank you to my two grumpy simmers for helping me celebrate my birth month, November. Yay. Yeah, we have to do, we have to do it in style. So happy, happy birthday. Um, hopefully, uh, it won't be two more weeks uh, before your birthday present arrives. Oh, um, yeah. So, folks, don't forget to check out uh, helisimmer.com's website for all your latest simulation news, particularly those with a helicopter flavor. And, of course, don't forget to subscribe to Bell Geo's channel and check out some of his amazing videos, particularly his content in VR. And, folks, my name's been NovaWing24. Thank you very much for joining me. Don't forget, as always, to like the video and subscribe to the channel if you enjoy these videos and want to see more. Don't forget, you can also catch us on Podbean. Uh, if you are wanting just to listen to us rather than have to stare at our ugly mugs, you can just listen to us on Podbean as well. Uh, head over to the website, head over to Podbean for that one. Uh, as I said, folks, thank you very much for joining, joining us. Take care, safe skies to all, and we'll see you next time. Bye for now. Ciao.